0: Hi, my name is Annie LoBear. Welcome to Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table and solutions from a woman's perspective. I have today an amazing, beautiful, anointed person that is also one of my very good friends. In fact, we call ourselves ride or die sometimes. BFFs. I know that you have one of those people, too. Her name is Samantha Summers-Rivas. And she is here today to share about what she does and how we met. Welcome, Samantha. Hi, Annie. I should just say, hi, Sammy. How are you? <laughs> so we go
1: way back, don't
0: we? Yes.
1: Like, yes. how over many a years de- now? Over a decade now.
0: Yeah, It's in Las Vegas. Yes. I think it's more than a decade, actually. It's,
1: it's over a decade. We've
0: known each other for 12 years now. Okay, so here's the thing. People probably don't know. They're like, who is Sammy. And I'm so happy that you're here today because I've always wanted you to share more about yourself because you have such an amazing testimony and an amazing story. And I know that I met you because you wanted to volunteer at the Destiny House. Yes. Which if some people don't know what that is, it's our home for women that have been trafficked. And um, there wasn't always an immediate, in the, when I first met you, the reason. Right. Why? Right. And then you expounded and told me, Yeah. but tell me how that scenario played out. Because I remember you said that I was walking past you in church one day Yes. and you was like a flood of something, of yes. color. Yes.
1: So I remember you always coming into church. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were always like, you know, anywhere from three to six girls running behind you, um, in during worship. And I remember looking at Joe and going, um, I think she's like a hairstylist or a makeup artist or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, cause I've been in the makeup industry for, for, you know, over 20 years now. Yeah, and you at do that makeup. time, yeah. And so at that time I was uh, still doing makeup very frequently. And so you always had your hair and makeup done so beautifully. And I'm like, I know she has to be in the beauty industry <laughs> and, usually people like that gravitate towards each other and they want to network and talk. And so, um, but I didn't understand why there was always so many girls running in behind you too, into church. And so when I did finally introduce myself to you, I heard your story, Mm -hmm. you shared it with me Mm -hmm. and it resonated with me. And I stayed pretty quiet with you regarding my story, um, because I had never shared my story with anybody. Um, and obviously eventually I wound up, sitting down with you and talking with you and sharing with you about my past, and you were the only person that I felt comfortable speaking with, obviously, regarding that. At the time. At the time, yeah. And um, it was a big deal for me because I had never talked about that. I never envisioned myself going to church, number one. Number two, I never envisioned sharing my story with somebody else within church. I was shocked that I was why even allowed. I was shocked that I was even allowed in church. But why did you feel that way? Um, I grew up Catholic. Okay. And so, um I think that there was a lot of uh shame mm-hmm. that was always embedded in me. And I I didn't know the Lord. I didn't know how Christianity worked. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about grace, I didn't know about mercy, right. um, and so I just thought, well, hey, I'm I'm welcomed in through the doors. I don't want to ruin that. I right. don't want to compromise that. Yeah. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to come into church and do what I got to do, yeah. and
0: hopefully I'll be able to stay.
1: Right. You, you can just
0: hide and just.
1: Yeah. No one will
0: know exactly why you're there.
1: Exactly. And I remember sharing my story with you and you were like, Sammy, God's going to use that. And you've always been super encouraging to me. And you, God has really used you to help bring down a lot of walls uh, within myself Mm -hmm. to be able to share my story, to be able to do ministry, to be able to serve others. Um, And so for that, I'll always be grateful to you for that. So... When you say ride or die, it's ride or die, baby.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. We went through a lot, but you started volunteering and and some of the audience might not know this, but, you know, you have a past like me. Not, not exactly. And I love this about knowing other people because we're not, all of our stories are so unique yeah. and how they happened and how we got exploited and how we exploited ourselves. Right. And so you were an exotic dancer. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so um my father died when I was 16. Mm-hmm. He had lymphoma cancer. And um I had been working since I and was And he served in
0: the military, I Yes, remember.
1: my dad was a Korean War vet. Right. Wow. And um he was a military police officer. Mm-hmm. He served in the army and mm-hmm. in the air force. And um, my father died when I was 16 from lymphoma cancer, and so I started working immediately in retail as many hours as I possibly could because you can only work X amount of hours when you're under 18. I had a neighbor that worked at a local strip club, and I was really good friends with her. And I just saw the flexibility in her schedule. Right. I saw the flexibility and
0: her Cash spending money.
1: habits. And um, I was like, dang, I'm over She's here going busting shopping. my butt. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, I can barely pay the bills. So um, she invited me to come down to the club. And, you know, they, they tell you to audition everybody passes the audition. I know, you know it's, it's like a $500 it, prize. Yeah, It's just for really? them to make it set up so that it looks like it's somewhat legit and right. there's a process, but really anybody is welcome to That's right. To go and work in a strip club. It was an all nude strip club um, in, North in, Holly- California. in North Hollywood, right. California. Okay. And um, I worked there for, since the time I was 18 till about 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, in the, at the moment, you know, this was before the whole women empowerment, you know, feminist movement, blah, blah, blah. And so at the time, you know, those are the, those of us that are there working. We're like, this is our body. We can do whatever we want. There's this fake facade mm-hmm. that it's so empowering. Right? Right, right. And at first it does seem like that. Right. I remember that it felt like that a little bit, yeah. but not Wholeheartedly, right. you know, I was terrified. I right. remember going home like the first couple of weeks, and my arm, my arms, my upper, bar- my upper body hurting so much from gripping the pole so tight because I was so scared. And I look back at that, and I'm, I grieve right. for that little girl. Right, you know, my daughter is here, and she's 19, and you know, I started working at 18, and I see her innocence still and her lack of maturity because that's just where she's at in her in with her age. And I I think back and I'm like, Oh my gosh, my innocence was totally gone and taken.
0: Right. And where were you? Like you were in this place of taking your clothes off. You know what? I wanted you to talk about what it felt like the first time not to be graphic, but to actually dance in a way to get money completely nude in front of people you don't even know when we come back, okay? So you guys don't wanna miss this. We're gonna hear the rest of Sammy's story and what it felt like to have her body completely exposed to strangers. Stay tuned. Our nonprofit, Hookers for Jesus, has developed a program called the Destiny House, a place where girls can come that have been sex trafficked to dream, discover, develop into the perfect God given destiny He originally designed for them. We're always in need of donations. Can you please help us keep our house open? Electricity, program costs, salaries for our workers. 702 883 5155 or hookersforjesus.net. Welcome back to Pink Chair, and we have Sammy here. She's about to share about what happened when she first entered that stage where she had to take all of her clothes off. So, Sammy, can you just describe what were you feeling? Because I'm very curious if you can remember what it felt like, because for me, I had to do a couple shots of tequila the first time I stripped in front of people I didn't know. And I had to get very, very tipsy. Right. So. Um, So my drug use started after my father passed away.
1: Um... And I made it a point because my neighbor uh, that had got me into this had told me it's better if you don't drink or do drugs because you want to be aware and cognizant of everything that's going around at all times, right. which was a great piece of advice because um, I was in control and aware of what mm-hmm. was going on. Um I remember vividly getting up on that stage and... Um, I just remember thinking, okay, I can do this. It's not that big of a deal. You know, I've already been promiscuous. You know, what's the big deal if if I'm out on display like this? Did you feel
0: self-conscious, like my body's not perfect?
1: I don't think, again, I don't think I honed the mental maturity at that point to even be aware of something like that. You know, Um, body image wasn't like a big deal. Um, I was... Way younger back then, so I had a different type of body. Um, I went to the gym at least three to four times a week, mm-hmm. so I was pretty fit. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any self-conscious moments going up there. Um, I just remember think like you know, sucking myself up to build myself up to go out there, and then when I did, I just re- I felt like the blood just rushed right out of my body, mm-hmm. and it took everything in me to really hold on and not pass out. Um, and I just tried to not look at anybody that was in the crowd just that above night. Their head. Yeah. I above trying to like head. above their or, head or, you know. or around. Yeah. Um, and I just remember gripping on so tight, like almost white knuckling, um, the pole. And I think back to that now. And I just, I think that that's so sad. You know, yeah. when I think about it, I just think that, I, I, I just, I, like I said, I grieve for that little girl, right, you know, right, cause right. I look at my daughter and I just, I know that I didn't have mm-hmm. the m- mental maturity to understand what I was really doing, mm-hmm. what w- the consequences and repercussions, you know, I think a lot of times girls are not thinking about later on in life, right. you know, here we are how many years later mm-hmm. and it's still makes me get visibly upset.
0: And it's a dark secret at the time. Yeah. See, the sex industry now is like, if you're in it, sometimes people think it's cool now. It's oh, yeah. like, oh, oh I'm going like to make their Instagram and, yeah. Oh, I, you know, but, but, but back then the social media wasn't even a factor. And it was Mm-mm. like this secret life that right. like nobody knew about it. And we were, it's like, we were in it and it was like cool, but it was scary. Yes. And, and underground. Because you had to keep it a secret. Underground. Yeah. And so what ended up happening, like, as you, started dancing and did things become number and did you start disassociating and tell tell us the journey. I
1: I definitely disassociated. I mean, you have to, I saw so many things that again, I was a child. I don't think I know for a fact I shouldn't have been exposed to. And people were being exploited in your club. Yes. Um, definitely pimps were bringing their girls in all the time. Girls are trying to talk to me introduced me to their pimps. Um try to get you with the pimps. I firmly believe when I look back that God protected me from a lot of different situations. I had men follow me home. Um stalkers. Yeah, there's 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 people that stalk you. There's pimps that are in there trying to recruit. There's bottom girls that are in there trying to recruit for their pimps.
0: So people might not know what a bottom girl is. So a bottom
1: girl is is a pimp's main girl. Um and there's a second half to that, that, you know, obviously we can't share right here. Um, I used to be one, so. <laughs> yeah, so we, t- But we totally get it. Um, and so I think that looking back, you know, I grieve for that girl. Um, and so I just know that it took a very long time to have healing from that, mm-hmm. to process all that. Right. And that didn't all start until I met you. And I started talking to you and sharing with you about my story Um, and had I never met you, I don't think I would have ever started that process. And so (laughs) now, you know, when I meet girls that are in the sex industry that are working, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of single moms in there that are just trying to keep a roof over their heads and food on their tables. Mm -hmm. And that's all they know. You know, they, they didn't inherit anything from a family. You know, they didn't get, get a college degree. Some of them don't even have high school diplomas. A lot of them, they're just victims of circumstance that's, I think what my case was at the time, you know, my father had passed away. My mom was working 10, 12 hour days, um, as a housekeeper. And, um, it wasn't a
0: lack of parenting. It was my situation. Right. It's the lack of a father and a little bit of poverty. Yeah. It's like, you can actually say that the sex industry with your neighbor kind of chose you. Right. Kind of singled you out and said, hey, if you do this, you're not going to have to struggle. Right. Right. You don't have to be a maid. You don't have to be a waitress. Yeah. You want a college education? I'll get you the money. Yes. For that. Yes. Maybe and I went want. in thinking all of that.
1: OK, I'm going to make my money. I'm going to be able to pay cash for a college education. Right. My mom won't have to work as a housekeeper anymore. I wanted to be. I know you wanted to take care provider
0: of, her. of our house. And your mom didn't know, did she?
1: My mom didn't know. She So thought, the secret life. Yeah, she thought that I was um cocktailing there, which, right. you know, we didn't serve alcohol. That's why I was completely nude. <laughs> like, of course. Uh, but she didn't know that because, you know, she just trusted me. And so, unfortunately, um I didn't wind up telling her until later on in life when you and I did a—I remember that—a documentary uh, series and on you were so Discovery. Afraid. Yeah, and I had to tell her. I wound up telling her the night before uh, Thanksgiving because it
0: was a week away before we aired. That is so, so yeah. stressful. I don't underst- I-, I don't think people realize that when you enter the sex industry and when your family doesn't know how yeah. much. How much you worry and how much your heart yes. is is afraid to tell. Yes. And, and it, it's also afraid of the rejection or the, the pain or the, actually the anger that might happen with your right. parent right. And the rejection. And you're, you've already felt rejected anyway. Yes. And you're just trying to please your one parent that you yeah. have left. Yeah. You're trying to honor her. You're trying to help her. And here you are doing this thing. Or you, it's a secret you've had for years and you've buried it. And you think it's all safe. I have it under this rock now. Yeah. But the enemy
1: likes to trick you into thinking like, oh, it's buried. Nobody knows, blah, blah, blah. And then while you're doing it, he gets you in like that. And then while you're doing it, he's whispering in your ear. Right. Oh, you're disgusting. That's right. You're, you're dirty. You're, 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 you you're chose trash. this. It's your fault. Yes.
0: You, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. You took all your clothes off. So I, what I want to talk about is when you stop stripping and then the next journey that happened to you when we come back. Sure. So sure. you guys, listen. It's really important that you understand that sex trafficking just isn't a call girl or a street walker. It's also an exotic dancer, a masseuse, someone that massages feet even can be trafficked. Stay tuned. We'll be back with Sammy's story. Did you know that there is a resource that will help sex trafficking victims get out of the lifestyle of being trafficked? It's called Destiny House, and it's our program at hookersforjesus.net. If anyone's interested in joining Hookers for Jesus or the Destiny House and they want to apply for the program, you can simply go to our website, hookersforjesus.net, or call 702-883-5155. Thank you. Welcome back. We're here with Sammy, and she's sharing her story of being an exotic dancer to complete redemption and what she's doing now with her nonprofit here in Las Vegas. So Sammy, you stripped for three years, Mm -hmm. and what happened after that? How did you get out, and then what led you to where you are now with your faith?
1: Sure. Uh, Like I was telling you, I witnessed a lot of things, seen girls beat up um, trafficked out of the club. Um, and I think it just slowly but surely started building up with inside of me that eh, I wasn't saving my money. I was spending it as fast as it was coming in. It was going right back out and you just get it in a mentality of right here, right now, right here, right Right. now. Right. right? right, right. And so if I don't have any money, I'm like, I'll just go and maybe work a double shift and I'll, I'll make that money up, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, I think it just started weighing on me. Um, how I wound up getting out was I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, Valerie. And there had been other girls in the club that had became pregnant and worked throughout their whole right, pregnancy. Right, right, It's really, really sad. Cause you have your regulars and some of your regulars are okay with it. Some clients, you get new clients because they have a fetish for that. Um, and, and not to be Buyers. crass, yeah, not to be crass, but that's the reality of it. Um, and so I thought I haven't saved any money. I need to just work, work, work and save the money that I can throughout my pregnancy. Well, that didn't last very long. Um, you know me very well. I don't have red hair for nothing. I'm very fiery. <laughs> <laughs> and so your
0: nickname is big red. Yes. <laughs> my and name so, for you. <laughs> um,
1: when people would come, when men would come up to me and grab my arm and ask me for a dance, it literally felt like my baby was being violated. It's right. one thing that I was violating my own body, it right. f- felt totally different yeah. having a baby inside of me. Right. And so I just kept thinking I'm I'm going to fight somebody. I'm going to kill somebody. Right. right. <laughs> and you know, I did know of God, but I didn't know I didn't know God. I definitely didn't know Jesus, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I kept thinking I, I wound up selling myself to my female clientele, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. But I, I drew the line there because I mm-hmm. thought, okay, maybe I can still get in with God in some right. way, shape, or form, right? right. In my na- naivety, I didn't know um, anything about God or the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I just thought, okay, if if I preserve my child to whatever degree away from this, I'm sure that's what God wants me to do. Right. And so I didn't save any of my money and I just wound up quitting Mm -hmm. one day. I just didn't go back anymore. Right. Um, and I wound up leaving. We wound up having Valerie. And you guys Um, got married, right? Well, we didn't get married until a year after we got saved. Okay. Just sitting in, in, in service. And I remember driving home and I looked at Joe and I was, yeah, yeah, at church service. And so, but, I looked at Joe and I'm like, we should probably get married. You know, like <laughs> I think I think that's I think what we're going to be together. Yeah, I think But you know, you're just learning and growing, uh-huh. and so um, we had Valerie. We moved out to Las Vegas when she was about two and a half. Started going to church around when she was uh, six years old, mm-hmm. and then a year later, um, Joe and I got married, um, and so then. We're, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm a Christian now. This is great. I'm welcome back into God's house. I don't know how this happened. I duped them all, right? Like, <laughs> they don't know about my past. That's right. And then, you know, that like I said, that's when I wound up seeing you. And then um, I think I started seeing you or talking to you about maybe nine months to a year after we started going there uh, to church. And um, that's when my healing really started. And so our mar- our our marriage, our unity between me and Joe was pretty rocky mm-hmm. in the beginning because mm-hmm. I had a lot of unprocessed trauma. Right. A lot of trauma that wasn't right. healed. Right. Um, and you know, that all started coming out cuz the Lord was doing a work in me. Mm-hmm. And so then I started assisting you and helping you out and, um, learned so much, saw so much again. Right. right? And, um, that led us to eventually, um, start our own nonprofit here in town. Um, because we wound up, Seeing that there was different needs, right? Right. right. Um, there's so, so. What's the name of it? There's so much need. Our uh, nonprofit is called Ruby's LV. Ruby's LV. Yep, it, and it's rubieslv.com. com Yep, and so we realized that within helping the women that we've helped, especially one mm-hmm. in particular, we wound up becoming. Fictive can foster parents. Right. So we wound up realizing that there was a huge need within huge that community there because is. a lot of the girls that are either working in the sex industry or being trafficked, their children have been taken away. So That's these right. kids are growing up in these type of environments where they're going to get re Yes. Because the cycle repeats itself. <laughs> Terrible. And so we're working right now to just educate those parents on how to navigate, um, through this type of trauma mm-hmm. and complex trauma. Mm-hmm. And then we're also working with the department of, of family services to mm-hmm. help educate them and their staff on what all needs to be done from their right. vantage point.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So uh, how, how do you think, um, when Jesus came into your life, what was the, what was your biggest, like your biggest takeaway, like as far as when you first surrendered to him and what did you think about his love? I felt relieved.
1: Yeah, I felt relieved and I felt shocked yeah and for the first like two to three months when we'd pull up to church I would be crying yeah because I just couldn't believe that I was allowed I was allowed into his house
0: and and, and (laughs) that's so crazy (laughs) to me no I and, and I'm gonna cry because this is this is um and everyone you guys need to know this that girls like us aren't normally welcomed at church For her to cry like this, for you to cry like that, Sammy, that tells me the state of affairs of our churches. Right. That even though Jesus embraced women like us, we're not necessarily embraced as survivors, as women from the sex industry. And so for you to cry and to feel His love... Anyway, he super, he superseded that regardless. Right. You were so thankful just to pull up there, yeah. just to be there, and then to talk about what you've been through yeah. and to be okay with it yeah. because that's the love of Jesus Christ, right. you know? Right. And so I, I really love the name. I want to know the scripture that goes with your name, uh, Ruby LV. It's Proverbs 315. Okay. Uh, she is more valuable than Ruby's. That's right.
1: And so a lot of times people associate that with, just a woman, it's, it's really speaking about wisdom. And so that's what we want the girls to understand that we work with that it's the wisdom and the knowledge of knowing your Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. Right. right? And right. the healing that comes with that. That's right. And yes, mm. we do need, um, different types of therapies, right? Professional licensed therapies combined with Jesus right. to be able to have a complete healing. Yeah, holistic. Yes. Not total, just psychotherapy. Healing. It yeah. has to be spiritual yes. yeah. and
0: emotional and mental that is all rolled into one.
1: Right. Right.
0: And I think that's really important. You've done a, such a great job so far and, and you know, people are getting to know you and I'm so proud of you, Sammy, and I'm so happy to be your friend. And I want people again to know about the website. Yes. Make sure you spell it right. Yes. It's rubies, R-U-B-I-E-S-L-V.com.
1: And we're on social media
0: too, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. So tell a girl out there right now, if she's stuck and she's pregnant and she's still in the sex industry, what would you say to her? Pretend you're talking to yourself. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) (sighs) Well, number one, I would tell you that your baby is a blessing from God and that God wants to use that blessing, just like how he used that blessing in my life. You're going to have voices that come in and tell you to abort that baby, to get rid of that baby, that that baby is going to be a hindrance to you. That is a lie straight from the pit of hell. I promise you that and that you need to draw close to Jesus. And I know that sounds corny. I know that sounds, Oh, that's that Christian talk. You see Annie, you hear Annie's story. You've heard a little bit about my story. And I beg you to just find a good Bible sound church local to you and walk in and ask for prayer. Just ask for prayer. You don't even need to tell them your story. Just ask for prayer. Get good godly women around you that can come alongside Mm of you and pour into you. Just like Annie poured into me. And if you can't find that locally, you can contact Annie at hookersforjesus.net. You can contact me at rubieslv.com and we can find a good church family that's local and close to you. If it's going to take you a minute, we can mentor you Over the phone, we can have conversations, text messages to get you to where you need to be. But you need to know that Jesus Christ loves you, He died
0: for you, and He has been waiting for you to come home. And there's nothing that this person that you've ever done that could separate you from His love. Nope, nothing. 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 So, Sammy, thank you so much. I love you, you, and I I can't wait to continue to work with you in our community and spread our message. Yes. Thanks for coming on today.